0: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that infuses a little history into the bloodstream of your day. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're talking about a notable diary entry that gave the world its first description of a gruesome new medical procedure, the blood transfusion. The day was November 14th, 1666. English diarist and politician Samuel Pepys wrote the first known description of a blood transfusion. He had overheard the story of the medical experiment while having dinner at a London pub. Pepys was administrator for the Royal Navy and a member of Parliament, but he's best remembered today for his many detailed diary entries, which offer a rare look at daily life in London during the turbulent mid-17th century. Pepys wrote extensively on notable city events such as the Great Fire and the Great Plague, but he also wrote about everyday life, and sometimes about medical breakthroughs that he heard about secondhand in a pub. As far as we know, the blood transfusion Peeps wrote about was only the second such procedure in the world. The first was performed a year earlier by a physician named Richard Lower. In both cases, the blood transfusion was carried out between two dogs and in both cases, the donor dog did not survive the procedure. These successful transfusions, or half-successful, occurred just over 40 years after William Harvey proved that it's the pumping action of the heart that circulates blood through the body. It's worth noting that an Arab physician named Ibn al-Nafis had proposed a similar notion in the 13th century, but most European researchers of the era didn't have access to his writings. As a result, prior to Harvey, most Western physicians adhered to the ancient Greek belief that the liver was the organ that circulates blood. In fact, medical understanding of the circulatory system was so poor that when Pope Innocent VIII was on his deathbed in 1492, his doctor tried to orally administer fresh blood to keep the Pope alive. And no, it didn't work. As soon as Harvey published his findings in the early 1600s, the medical community became fixated on the possibility of adding blood to a person's body to replace blood that had been lost. Physicians started designing instruments for such a procedure and began experimenting on animals. Richard Lower performed the first successful dog-to-dog transfusion in 1665, but his account of that experiment wasn't published until over a year later, about a month after Samuel Pepys wrote his diary entry. On the night of November 14th, Pepys stopped by the Pope's Head Pub after visiting his wife's sick brother. He met up with some friends who had just come from a royal society meeting where they had witnessed the world's second successful blood transfusion. The procedure, though scientific in nature, was grisly nonetheless. The dogs were tied down, and the arteries and veins in their necks were opened. Blood was transferred from one dog to the other through goose-feather quills inserted into the blood vessels. Peeps recounted his friend's observations, writing, quote, The experiment of transfusing the blood of one dog into another was made before the society by Mr. King and Mr. Thomas Cox upon a little mastiff and a spaniel with very good success, the former bleeding to death, and the latter receiving the blood of the other, and emitting so much of his own as to make him capable of receiving that of the other. This did give occasion to many pretty wishes, as of the blood of a Quaker to be let into an archbishop, and such like. But, as Dr. Croon says, this procedure may, if it takes, be of mighty use to man's health for the amending of bad blood by borrowing from a better body. As a quick note, the word pretty could also mean clever, interesting, or skillful in the 1600s, so Pepys was likely saying that the success of the procedure led people to imagine other clever uses for it, such as in human medicine. Also, if you're wondering, the dog who received the transfusion, the spaniel, was brought before the Royal Society again one week later and seemed to have recovered nicely. As for those pretty wishes to transfuse blood into a human, that was achieved less than a year later, in the summer of 1667. There's some dispute whether the procedure was performed by Englishman Richard Lower or French physician Jean-Baptiste Denis but whoever was responsible, we know the patient was a 15-year-old boy who had been bled so much by his own doctor that he now required an infusion of new blood to stay alive. However, the boy wasn't given blood from a human donor. Instead, he received the blood of a sheep. Amazingly, the boy survived, despite the danger of interspecies transfusion and the incompatibility of blood types. It's believed he lived because only a relatively small amount of sheep's blood had been used. Subsequent patients who received sheep's blood transfusions weren't so lucky, leading to the practice eventually being banned. From there, blood transfusions remained a dubious prospect for at least another couple hundred years. The first successful human-to-human transfusion was performed in 1818, by British obstetrician James Blundell. But it wasn't until about a century later, in the early 20th century, that blood transfusions became reliably safe and beneficial thanks to the discovery of distinct blood types. It's tempting to laugh at the ignorance of 17th century medicine, or at least it would be if those experiments hadn't been so inhumane and dodgy. But it's worth remembering that information takes time to gather, and that new discoveries depend on previous attempts, even ones that seem distasteful or absurd in hindsight. Unsettling as they were, experiments like the one observed in Samuel Pepys's diary paved the way for modern medicine, and thankfully, for modern medical ethics as well. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or feedback to share, you can send it my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show.